Okay. Okay. Hello to all that are watching. If you are able to just confirm that you can hear me um, in the chat, that would be great. Um, I know it's not the first time with a mic. I just always want to make sure that I don't have any mic problems. Um, so if you're able to just confirm in the chat uh, you can hear me, that'd be great. So just gonna wait to for people to come in. What a week we got to talk about. <laughs> Hello to whoever is now in. Um, if you are able to, can you just confirm that you can hear me? We'll give it like another two minutes and I'll officially start episode three. Okay, all good to know I can be heard. Start shortly.
right. Once it's about live at the five minute mark, I'll start. And also, thank you for everyone who's able to come live. Um, I know it's not easy necessarily because it's a work day, but I do appreciate it. I also appreciate those that even watch it when it comes after it goes live. Um, really do appreciate it. And especially those that can't have subscribed to the channel. Setting up shop a bit more. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for episode three of the B-Ball with Benny podcast. Boy, we got an episode to talk about today. College football, well, honestly, there's not much to talk about. I'll just quickly run through it. NFL, a crazy week, especially in London. Uh, predictions also for next week. And we've got MLB postseason where if you thought it didn't, couldn't get any more crazier, it went even beyond... Uh, what happened before going up to last week's podcast? Let's kick this off. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. After a whole nother week. Uh, one announcement I do want to make quickly before we start. I may actually be having a guest sooner or later. Um, name, I won't be saying who it is. I'll be keeping that hidden for now. But potentially sooner or later I might have the first ever guests of the podcast, date to be determined, people probably to be determined a bit too. Uh, just want to give that quick announcement before I start into this week's episode. So let's get into it. So for college football this week, week seven, Ohio State actually was on by, so I don't have much to talk about there. They play Indiana this week. Uh, that should be an interesting game. We'll see what happens there. Uh, there are a few. There's like two games I want to talk about, and then we'll move on to uh, the more interesting stuff of the episode. Um, the one, one of the things I want to talk about is Iowa. As I said last week, they're potentially who would be in the Big Ten championship game, uh, most likely out of the West. They actually had their first loss this week against Purdue, which was uh, big news and a bit shocking. Because they've been dominant to this point, and then all of a sudden it's like a wake up call. Like, well, back to the back to realist realism. Uh, as they lost to Purdue twenty four to seven, I think they could still come out there right now. They're still in first place in their comp side of the conference, so chances are they'll probably end up still out on top. They do have a bye week this week, which can be useful after losing a tough game like that. And then they play at Wisconsin in week nine. Um, there is one other score uh, that I do want to bring up from this past week. Uh, Bama did bounce back, by the way. I'm not going to talk. That's not a score I want to talk much about. But just know they did bounce back to win. And uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but what I do want to talk about is uh, the Tennessee Ole Miss game. Interesting matchup going in and ended up being close. Ole Miss barely being Tennessee. But the most interesting part was there was like a whole ride or something on the field uh, that delayed the game a bit with like trash cans, mustard, and a bunch of random other stuff. Uh, I don't know what much to say more about that game. I will leave it there, but that's why I want to cover college football-wise for this week's episode. Now let's get into the NFL. Usually I go in order of what, when the games are, but this week I'm starting with the Browns game because I'm going to make it short because I don't have much to say about this game and then move on. The Browns-Cardinals game, the Browns had a bad game. They just were sloppy. The refs made a bunch of bad calls. The Cardinals ate up, ate them up. Uh, they put up a few points, but they were not able to do anything as they lost at home 37-14, and they have like 20 guys injured right now with a lot up in the air, a good amount of guys out for a month at least for weeks and they have a short week as you'll see from predictions because for next week is they literally play Thursday night this week. So I'm hoping and praying as there's a meme, I think that perfectly fits a Browns fan in this situation of uh, Kevin Hart. There's a meme. I, if I would could show it, I would, but not sure if I can or not, but I'll just say basically just him saying, help me, like help me. That's literally how, like, I think any, if not all, Browns fans feel right now uh, after this week's loss. Now let's get into the order of games as they usually are. Thursday Night Football, you had Tampa-Philly. It was mostly Tampa throughout the most part, and then uh, Philly made a bit of a comeback late, uh, made things interesting, but in the end, Tampa barely squeaked out a win at Philly 28-22. In London... Miami versus Jacksonville. This was actually an interesting game. Uh, back and forth, punch for – or maybe not punch for punch, but blow for blow, score for score. And in the end, the Jaguars finally have won their first game of the season, ending what I believe is a 20-game losing streak going back to last year when they were 1-15 one, one and 15 and they lost in week one to now up until week five. Yeah, so 20-game losing streak, and they broke it. It's Urban Meyer's first win in the NFL, which congrats to him being an Ohio State fan. I am happy he finally got that win. Though the mess he's in right now is another situation, and I'm not going to dive into that. Um, and that's also Trevor Lawrence's first win in the NFL. Uh, congrats to him as well. I mean, I don't have much to him really anyways. But um, Jaguars win 23-20 on a game-winning field goal at the end. Next up, you had Kansas City and Washington football team – it was pretty much Chiefs. There was a close point, but it was like 13 to 10 football team one point, but it was basically all Chiefs all game. Mahomes did turn over the ball a few times, but the Chiefs basically had it from beginning to end. There's not much more to say about that as they beat football team 31 to 13. Next up, Rams and Giants. This game was completely dominated by the Rams. The Giants were also dealing with a lot of injuries. I think close to, if not the same amount, if not, more than the Browns, and the Rams just were all over the Giants, um, hold, beating them 38-11, which is also the first time we've had a 38-11 score in NFL history. Second time this has happened in NFL history of a score 
being a first time ever or something similar that happened a few weeks ago. Might have actually been the Browns Vikings game in uh, week four, but I might be wrong. Pretty sure that's what it was. Um, but anyways, Rams won three to eleven. Next up, you had the Texans and the Colts. This was really not much of a game. I mean, Mills did have a few good things, but it was all indie. Not much more to say. Wentz had a good game. Colts win 31-3. Next up, Bengals and Lions. I thought this was going to be a bit of a game, um, but it was all Bengals as Lions are still winless and remain the only winless team for now as they drop one at home to Cincinnati 34-11. Next up, what's always a big game every year, the Bears and the Packers. This game was pretty much dominated by the Packers. Uh, Khalil Herbert had a big game for the Bears, but really the Packers were just dominating fields, eating him, getting sacks here and there, forcing him turnovers. Uh, it was all Packers in this game as they beat the Bears 24-14. Ravens at Chargers. I thought this was going to be a game. This wasn't a game. Now, the score in the box score don't tell you the story. If you want to know the story of this game, you have to watch the highlights. I watched the highlights and what basically happened is, and why a box score, I'll explain this, why the box score doesn't tell you the story of this game is because Herbert did not have that bad of a game by the box score. He only threw a pick. I think he threw a touchdown. He had a good game. But when you see the highlights, you see that the fact that the Ravens' defense was just dominating from beginning to end, holding them on downs, making pressure, three and outs, and just doing a lot of what the Browns couldn't do the week before is they beat up on the Chargers 34-6. And I think what could be a wake-up call to the Chargers is that, hey, you're back to reality a bit as they lose 34-6. Sorry about that. Vikings at Panthers. This was an interesting game in its own. Back and forth. Uh, looked like Vikings might be able to hold on to win. Uh, then the Panthers took the lead. Vic then the Panthers tied it. Vikings missed a field goal, had to go to overtime, but they ended up getting a game-winning touchdown to win the game. Um, Carolina now another loss, which it was a rough loss for them because they were almost at, they were very close to winning this game um, and barely lost 34-28. Um, honestly surprised with the final score. I don't know if I was expecting close or far, but – the way it played out was something I wasn't necessarily expecting, though I did get the pick right, I think. Um, pretty sure I had Minnesota. But either way, Minnesota won 34-28 in overtime. Next up, Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. This was all Vegas. Even a Broncos fan, a YouTuber who on occasion I'll watch even said, like, this was all Vegas. Like the He was at the game and the stadium was dead during the game. It was all Vegas. Uh, they dominated and won 34-24. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about that game. Dallas and New England. Honestly, I thought this game was going to be a bit of a more widespread game, but this was neck and neck. Uh, blow for blow, score for score. Uh, Dallas barely getting a field goal to force overtime. And then the basically blown coverage wide open CeeDee Lamb for a touchdown with the famous meme of him waving to the Patriots defender like, bye-bye, as the Cowboys go to Foxborough and barely got a win against Patriots in overtime, 35-29. 
Sunday night football, Seahawks and Pittsburgh. I have to give Seattle credit. They kept it close with having to use uh, Geno Smith, which really shocked me that they had that it was a close game. I did not expect that. And uh, they really kept it close. Uh, then again, the fact that they tied is a bit controversial. But Pittsburgh ended up being on the win. Uh, Geno Smith fumble that sent them up in field goal territory. Got a field goal one 23-20. Monday night football. That was Sunday night, by the way, the Seahawks-Pittsburgh game. Monday night football uh, was Pitt, Buffalo and Tennessee. This game was more action-packed, I will admit, than I thought. And the result was also surprising. As Tennessee actually ended up winning this week, uh, Buffalo, it was bit blow for blow. I think Bills had decently at one point, but Titans came back to take the lead, and they held them right by the red zone on fourth down and able to hold on to win at home against the Bills 34-31, which is a big win. And now Buffalo has a loss at, I can't, to, well, I don't even know what you consider Tennessee, so. Take that as you wish. Um, and that is week six. Uh, before I go into predictions, just to update the standings, because I do like to update on the standings. So standings right now for the AFC East. Bills are in first place at four and two, followed by the Patriots two and four. Jets follow that by one and four as they had a bye this week. And then the Dolphins were one and five. AFC North, which is a division I hate to look at, being it's Brown division and the standings are just rough right now. Uh, Ravens are top at five and one. Bengals are second at four and two, with the Steelers and Browns tied at three and three. AFC South, the Titans are four and two. Colts are two and four. Texans and Jaguars tied at one and five, which I mean, yeah, eh, I don't know if there's more to comment really. Anyways. Um, AFC West tie at first four and two between the Raiders and the Chargers. Broncos and Chiefs also tied at three and three apiece. NFC East Cowboys are five and one, followed by football team and Eagles tied for second at two and four, with the Giants being one of five right behind behind in last place. NFC North Packers are five and one to top. Bears and Vikings tied at three and three, and then the 0 6 Detroit Lions in last place. Buccaneers five and one. For the NFC South, Saints at 3-2, Panthers 3-3, and then the Falcons in last place at 2-3. And And then the NFC West, the Cardinals at 6-0, which is crazy to say. Um, Rams at 5-1 in second, 49ers at 2-3 in third, and then Seattle 2-4 in last place. So that's the standing. So last week I did – Decent, actually, for predictions. I went 10-4 for the podcast. I counted the Browns game as a loss. Um, I could have really counted for both, but I just decided to do it as a loss because, like, I mean, I really just had no answers. But overall record last week in predictions is 10-4, and four, which I'm happy about how the predictions came out last week. And my total record from podcast predictions, I'm not including predictions I've made on my own from weeks 1-4, to four, or one to four. I'm just including five and six from what I've done on the podcast. My total record is 21 and nine. So now we have this week's predictions. Week seven in the NFL. Crazy, we're at week seven. Thursday night football, short week for the Browns. They host the Broncos. Browns very much injured up right now. 
uh, literally feels like it's the 2019 Yankees who uh, they had like a bunch of guys on the IL. Uh, I feel like it's just watching that Yankee team, but in football, uh, Denver coming off being clobbered by the Raiders. I think even with the injuries and even with the fact that we might have to start Case Keenum, it, we being the Browns, uh, because I don't know what Baker Mayfield's story is. He does claim he's going to play, but I have a feeling from what I'm hearing, he's going to end up having to sit this week or probably should sit this week. Um, but I do think they'll pull off the win and beat Denver. Sunday, you have Carolina, New York, uh, Giants. I have the Panthers, Jets, and Patriots. I have Patriots, Chiefs, and Titans. I have Chiefs. Football team and Packers. I have Packers. Dolphins, Falcons. This could be interesting, but I do have Miami. Baltimore, Cincinnati. This is going to be an interesting game, and I think this will make or break whether the Bengals are going to be legit this year or not. I do have Baltimore winning, though. Sorry, Bengals. <laughs> then again, not really. Sorry. Uh, Detroit, Ram, the Lions and Rams. Rams, Philly at Las Vegas. Vegas, Houston and Arizona. Arizona, I have them staying undefeated. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Sunday Night Football. Indiana at San Francisco. I have San Francisco. Um, and Monday Night Football. New Orleans at Seattle. I have... New Orleans. And that is my week seven predictions. Russell Wilson will still be out for a couple more weeks. Well, so that's the NFL. And now we get to MLB postseason. So where we left off was the White Sox just winning game three, two to one. The, the, um, just trying to refresh my memory about what we were up to when we last left off. Um, White Sox were down two games to one going to game four. The Braves are up two games to were up to game. Hold on, I just I don't want to make mistakes. <laughs> um, the Braves were up two games to one going into game four, and the Giants were up two games to one going into game four. Uh, with Tampa, um, Boston having walked off, having that crazy walk-off the night before uh, from Kike Hernandez. And we'll get to the ALCS. I just want to wrap up from where we left off. So Astros and White Sox, this game was all Astros. The White Sox had a one nothing lead at one point, but Astros dominated. Uh, they did lose Jake Myers. I think he's he got injured, but I think he is playing in the ALCS. Oh, they have bigger losses to deal with. Uh, but it was all Astros. It, the icing on the cake was Liam Hendricks giving up a three-run homer to Jose Altuve. All Astros, they advanced past the White Sox 10-1. to Next up, Atlanta-Milwaukee. This was a back-and-forth game. Blow, two runs by Brewers, two runs by Braves, two runs by Brewers, two runs by Braves. Go-ahead home run by Freddie Freeman to make it a 5-4 lead. Was all they needed as Braves advanced past Milwaukee 5-4. Then you had the Dodgers game four and Giants, and also game five. Game four first, it was all Dodgers, period. Seven and two, they dominated. Uh, Giants barely put up offense, and pitching just ached in uh, game four. Game five, which was a crazy game. Uh, I don't even like crazy bananas game. Uh, it was shut out through five innings. Dodgers took a lead in the sixth. 
Giants tie it right back up thanks to Darren Ruff home run. The Dodgers took the lead on top of ninth games to co- thanks to Cody Bellinger actually delivering with a hit, which is rare, especially with how bad of a season he had. And the game ended on a controversy of a basically in baseball, you either can fully swing and it's automatically a strike or it's something happens. Or there's something that you like check swing and you don't fully swing and it would be a ball or just not just be a ball no matter what, unless you want it for foul or something or somehow get a hit off of it, which has happened in baseball. It's rare, but it's happened in baseball. Um, but basically at the end of the Giants uh, Dodgers game, Giants had a runner on for Wilmer Flores, Scherzer on the mound, and they called uh, Flores for check swing that he went, he did not go. Anybody could tell you he did not go. Like, anybody could tell you he did not go, and yet they somehow read that he went. Then again, ref umpire's been bad this year. Um, like, really bad. Um, but yeah, Dodgers advanced, and my bracket is completely officially after that because I had the Giants go in the World Series. Now my bracket's completely gone, and well, yeah, I don't have much more. That's it's just rough. That didn't last uh, too long, as Dodgers won two to one with a lot of controversy. Um, then we had the ALCS game one between Red Sox and Astros. Most people, if not everyone here, probably is rooting for the Red Sox because, well, who's rooting for the cheaters here, really? Or let me say that you ain't have a coin toss, really, because you hate the Red Sox because they're the rivals, and you hate the. Re- Astros because of cheating. So, in that case, okay, that might be a bit different. But for the most part, people are rooting for the Red Sox here. Um, game one was Astros took the lead early. Red Sox took a 3 1 lead. Now the Astros climbed their way back to take the lead late and ended up winning 5 to 4 to take game one. That was the only close game to this point so far. There is a game tonight. Next day, you had game two. It was all Red Sox. In the matter of Four innings. They had two grand slams and a solo home run that put up nine runs in four innings. Nine, which was just crazy. Uh, Astros ended up getting it to 9-5. They had three in the fourth and two in the ninth, but it was over once it was 9 nothing. as the Red Sox took game two to make it 1-1 heading to Boston. 9-5. NLCS game one between the Dodgers and Braves. I don't have a team I'm really rooting for because it's like dynasty with the Dodgers or a great story with the Braves. I'm like not sure, though. Maybe that series might be set depending on what happens tonight. Uh, Game two, game one was crazy. Also back and forth. Uh, A lot of action early. And in the end, Austin Riley stepped up in the clutch to deliver a walk-off. To win game one, three to two. That game was crazy, though. Bananas. Game two was also a walk-off, an even crazier walk-off. This game was also crazy. Dodgers took a 2 nothing lead early. Braves tied in the fourth, thanks to Jack Pete. Uh, well, let me not say something, and then I could be wrong. No, it was Jack Peterson. Uh, then Dodgers took a two-run lead. Braves came back to tie in the eighth, thanks to an RBI single, and then an RBI double by Albies and Riley, respectively, and Eddie Rosario in the bottom of the ninth with a runner 
I think he was at second, maybe third. Uh, hit a ground ball to Corey Seager, who botched it. It went into the outfield. Swanson scored, and the Braves are up two games to none, heading to L.A. Uh, last night, game three, and this will be the last one of the updates for this postseason series. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox and the Astros game three. One second. Um, it was all Red Sox once again. They've been dominating the last two games. They've Schwarber had a grand slam last night. It was over basically by the sixth when they had a 12 to three lead. And that ended up being the final score, 12 to three. Red Sox just had about outburst last couple games as they went 12 to three. Today, and this is where I'll leave off for today's stream, um, we have Braves at Dodgers game three with the pitching matchup being Walker Buehler for the Dodgers and Charlie Morton for the Braves. If the Braves win this game, I think it's over. I know the Astros almost came back from down three games to one none last year, but um, he but they but um, I think if the Braves win tonight, it's over. Uh, and then Astros and Red Sox with Zach Greinke pitching for Houston, Nick Pavetta winning for pitching for Boston. Uh, we'll see what happens. But if Red Sox win tonight, that could be it. Especially since the last time he played the Astros, they went 3-1 in that and then won it next night. And that's the schedule update. Um, some other news in MLB, actually, Cubs have hired a new GM. Um, former assistant GM of the Cleveland, used to be Cleveland Indians. Sadly, they've changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Carter Hawkins is a new Cubs GM. I don't know much about him to really like give a, f a feeling for, like, is this a good hire or not? Um, but I do hope it is a good hire. I hope it works out, and um, best of luck to him. Next week, though, I've got some good news. We're finally going to be able to get into NBA because opening night is tonight with uh, Bucks and Nets tonight, I believe. Uh, let me not just say times and then be wrong because that would be bad of me and not good for the podcast. Um, especially since there will probably be people – that are watching this currently or will be watching that end up watching the game tonight. Uh, Nets and Pit Bucks at Milwaukee. So it's going to be ring night for Milwaukee after they won the championship last year. It's going to be at 7.30. And then at 10, it's going to be Warriors-Lakers, both games on TNT. That is this week's episode. Once again, thank you for coming on, whether it's live or if it's after I stream this. Um, next, uh, once again, I will be having guests soon today to, to be determined people to be determined and not much more to say. Let's put a recap. Let's finish this up. Well, thank you for coming. If you are new to this channel, please subscribe down below. I've put out the live stream every Tuesday. Uh, time will be changing due to a uh, I am involved in a baseball club in Landers. Probably shoot for 4, 4.15, 4.30. Start time, Eastern. Uh, next week, we will have College Football Week 8, NFL Week 7, NFL Week 8 predictions, and the MLB postseason 
probably up to the World Series by that point. Maybe not by some odd chance. That's it for this week's episode. Oh, and NBA, obviously. That's it for this week's episode. Subscribe down below. Follow me on Twitter for potential updates. And I will see you next week for episode four.